Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. You're thinking about investing in a certain asset class or you've saved up money. Listening to podcasts like this is awesome. Doing your research on biggerpockets.com is awesome. But eventually, you gotta just go do a deal. That's how you do it. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Daniel Weisfield. Daniel is joining us from Tel Aviv, Israel. He is a repeat guest, and he's the co-founder of Three Pillar Communities based in Los Altos, California, which revitalizes affordable communities while generating compelling returns. Daniel's portfolio consists of being a GP on 29 properties. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today, and how are you? Really good. Thanks for having me back. And you are, again, calling from Tel Aviv, Israel. And that is home for you, right? Temporarily. The Bay Area is home. It's where I grew up, was born and raised. But I moved my family to Israel about a year and a half ago as an adventure during COVID. So we're really enjoying it. Living on the beach, kind of a short-term thing. We'll move back to the States probably in June. All right. COVID's over, brother. Time to get back I to know, work. know, exactly. Time to move on, right? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Daniel, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? 
Sure. So I am a third generation mobile home park investor. My family immigrated to the U.S. with nothing. And my grandfather used to buy wrecked cars at a junkyard and he sold those cars and he saved up money from fixing wrecked cars and he bought a mobile home park roughly 40 years ago. So I grew up around that business, very much a kind of classic American dream story. Ended up starting my own mobile home park investment company called Three Pillar Communities six years ago. We've been incredibly fortunate. We've grown to become a top 30 owner of mobile home parks in the U.S. We have a roughly half billion dollar portfolio comprising around 65 communities in 11 states. We're vertically integrated. We have around 110 employees and we are doing everything there is to do in manufactured housing. Love the space. It's such an important source of financially attainable housing for normal people in America. We buy and revitalize communities. We're also developing new communities on raw land. We're manufactured home dealers. And I'm happy to talk about any of those things. And best ever listeners, Daniel is a repeat guest. If you Google Joe Fairless and Daniel Weisfield, his first episode will show up. And he blew us away by debunking a myth last time that they're not building any new mobile home parks. And again, I was blown away because I know a lot of people in this space and one of their pitches to investors, Daniel, is there's a limited supply. They're not building any new mobile home parks. And I think that's the prevalent understanding from most people out there. You debunked it and you're actually building new mobile home parks. Can we dive into that, please? Yes. So let's first talk about the myth. A lot of people have profited from this myth that no new mobile home parks can be built. And I think, as you said, it's part of the pitch. People hype it up. They say, you want to buy mobile home parks because there is such a competitive moat. It's impossible to build new product. Therefore, these things will only go up and down. And the reality is, it has been extremely hard to develop new parks over the last, let's say, 30 years. And that's largely because of nimbyism and stigma. This is the most stigmatized form of housing that exists in the United States. So for that reason, a lot of communities have not wanted to approve new mobile home parks because of this stereotype about trailer parks, right? We don't want that in our backyard. But that started to change for a few reasons. Number one, the quality of the product has gotten way, way better. So new manufactured homes look gorgeous. Got nice wood siding, a pitched roof, stainless steel appliances, granite countertops. These are really nice homes. And number two, communities are struggling with the housing affordability problem. And a lot of towns and cities and counties have realized that we are the best game in town for providing affordable housing and providing it quickly. So for that reason, you're starting to see a new wave of park development. And I'd like to say we're part of the tip of the spear. We're one of the early developers in this new wave of parks. Can you give us an example of mobile home parks that you got online recently, or maybe that you're trying to work with a municipality currently, what challenges, how you got it done? Absolutely. So let me start with the success story, and then I'll tell you a failure story. Does that work? Absolutely. Great. Okay. So for our early success story, I'll talk about Bozeman, Montana. We are developing a new 250 unit manufactured housing community in Bozeman called Cameron Crossing. And your listeners can check it out. Go to Cameron-Crossing.com and you'll see our awesome renderings of the community. It's going to show our clubhouse, the dog park we're building, 
images of the new homes we're bringing in. This is really a class A manufactured housing community. Take whatever stereotype you have in your mind about a trailer park, throw it out the window. That is not what we're building. We have walking trails, dog parks, really nice homes with site-built garages, concrete driveways. This looks like a subdivision. But if you were to buy a three-bedroom, two-bath home in a conventional subdivision in Bozeman, where the home buyer has to buy the land, that's going to cost you anywhere from $500,000 to $900,000. Bozeman's a hot market. A ton of people moved there during COVID. Incredible skiing, fly fishing, mountain biking, universities, coffee shops. It's a really cool place. So housing prices have gone through the roof. We can sell that exact same home, really nice three-bedroom, two-bath home with a garage and a nice driveway and a backyard and amenities. And we can sell that home for anywhere between $199,000 and $300,000, where we keep the land. The resident owns the home, the home appreciates over time, and the resident pays us a lot rent payment every month. Does that make sense? It does, except for the home appreciates over time. Is that typical for mobile homes or atypical? Yes. Okay. Here is another big myth that I'm glad we are touching on. Lots of people perpetuate this idea that a mobile home is a depreciating asset, just like a car, and the second you drive it off the lot, it starts declining in value. And that is both true and not true. So I'll tell you when it's true. It's true if you take a mobile home and you take it off the dealer's lot and you go dump it in a cornfield in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska, or if you dump it in the desert in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico, it will depreciate over time. If you find a 1970s single wide and it's rusted out sitting in the middle of the field, of course, it has zero value. However, you take that same 1970s single wide mobile home and you put it in a manufactured housing community that's well-managed in a housing market that is supply-constrained, more people want to buy homes and their homes available, then that home has an inherent value because it's on a lot. It's a place you can actually move into and live in a desirable market. So as long as those conditions are met, you're in a good market and you have a well-managed community, mobile homes appreciate over time. And the best example of this is probably San Jose, California. You're in Silicon Valley. Housing is expensive. If you want to go buy a 1962 single-wide trailer, one-bedroom, one-bath in a mobile home park in San Jose, you're going to pay $100,000 to $200,000. And in some of our other communities, like on the Oregon coast, on a beautiful park called Emerald Coast Estates, new double-wide homes were sold in that park for around $100,000 when they were new 20 years ago, and now they sell for $200,000 to $300,000. So this becomes a real source of wealth creation for our residents. So then you're flipping the model around and the playbook on mobile homes says buy the mobile home park, sell off all the homes, keep the lot rent. If your properties are appreciating, you don't want to sell, do you? Well, let me clarify. So let me take Bozeman as an example. We bought raw land from a farmer. Okay. The Dykstra family, they were growing alfalfa there for the past hundred years. We bought the raw land, we worked with the county, we got entitlements, we brought the engineer, the contractor, we're building out horizontal infrastructure right now. We're doing all the marketing and the branding. And then we also have a mobile home dealership where we're building homes with factories. We're going to bring those homes in and install them. And then we set up a sales center right there on site. 
And we want to sell those homes to the end customer for a few reasons. Number one, our residents want to own their own home, right? That's why this is more valuable to them than living in an apartment. If you're in an apartment, they're just a renter, right? If they live in our community, they own an appreciating asset. They can customize that home. They can paint it. They can do interior renovation, whatever they want. They have their own front yard and backyard. They don't share any walls with a neighbor. So they want to achieve that dream of home ownership. And we also want them to achieve that dream of home ownership. If they own their own home, it means we have a very stable, long-term resident who's got skin in the game. They own a home in the community. They're going to maintain it with pride of ownership. And we'll have very low turnover, right? Our average tenancy is around 10 years. So we're happy for the resident to own the home. That's the model we like. And if the home appreciates over time, we want that appreciation to go to the resident. We don't need to keep it. What we want to keep is the It's less overhead, less management. Exactly. What are challenges that you've ran into? Because that's a huge win. But when have you failed to get permitted for a mobile home park? So our biggest challenge so far has been in Donnelly, Idaho. And Donnelly, Idaho is roughly two hours north of Boise, Idaho. Idaho was the fastest growing state in the country in 2022 in terms of population growth. Lots of people moving from San Francisco and LA and Seattle to Boise. And Donnelly is a really nice ski resort town about two hours north of Boise. And like most ski resort towns, it's got lots of demand to live there and not enough housing and normal working people can't afford a place to live. So in Donnelly, you've literally got restaurants which are only open six hours a day because they said they can't find staff to, to stay open for kind of two shifts. It's got an affordable housing crisis. So we said, okay, this is the perfect market for us to come in and develop financially attainable housing. We thought we could go in there and charge $600 rents each month if we build a community and sell beautiful brand new homes for, let's say, $150,000, which would be real value for customers. And unfortunately, we went in there and the local community got an idea in their head about what we were building, which is really different than what we were actually proposing. And perception is reality. People started telling their friends and their neighbors that Three Pillar Communities was an outsider. We were kind of big, bad developers. We were going to come in and build a terrible, ugly trailer park. And we don't want those kinds of people living in our backyard. To the point where when we went for our initial land use decision in front of the planning commission, we got our butts handed to us. We got five votes against us, zero votes in favor. So it was really humbling, really a learning experience for us about really having to reach out to the community in advance to explain what we're actually doing and how it will actually benefit a local community and create homes for normal people. And we didn't tell that story well enough in Donnelly and really got humbled. How long ago was this? Eight months, roughly. And by the way, we still have the deal in escrow. We're in escrow on the land and we're working with the planning commission to come up with alternate plan that could be viable. We might end up developing garden style apartments. We might do some single family on the land. So we're figuring out some way to pivot. It's just unfortunate because I truly believe that manufactured housing would have been the ideal solution to help solve their housing affordability problem. And they just didn't want it. 
We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Daniel, you almost need a full PR blitz before you enter a market, right? So right now in that market, the Facebook warriors are probably all over this. We won. We got the mobile home park out of here. I'm sure you know this, but the right thing to do would be to go in ahead of time, join those local Facebook pages, present yourself, share this podcast, share 3D renderings or actual videos of parks that you've already got under your belt and win those hearts and minds, right? You're absolutely right. We're learning as we go. We should have done that earlier. But I'll tell you, the one challenge we have, even when we do that sort of thing, is we can show videos of our beautiful Class A communities, which are the type of product we would be developing in a place like Donnelly, Idaho. But we also do value out of real estate. So we also buy ugly, neglected Class C trailer parks and we invest to upgrade them and turn them around, they're not pretty to look at. So folks in Donnelly found <laughs> one of our Class C properties in Renton, oh. Washington, which is all really old single wides packed together oh, and people no. have built on porches and awnings and extensions. And a lot of those houses look, well, I don't want to say, they don't look attractive. Right. And I said, hey, that's what the builders are going to build in our community. So we've got to figure out how to get in. Damn. You're absolutely right. Those keyboard warriors got you. Yeah, that's right. Ah. They beat us on this one. But we will rise again. We truly believe manufactured housing is the best way to solve America's housing affordability problem. So we're picking target markets to develop new parks in, in growth markets around the country, and building a pipeline of development opportunities. So Bozeman is underway. We're moving dirt right now, and we're going to start having our first residents move in in early summer. Donnelly, Idaho was a failure, but after failing in Donnelly, we went and tied up 60 acres in Greenville, South Carolina which is a market we love, and that project is underway. And we're working on a new development in a suburb of Dallas, Texas. So we absolutely are going to keep doing this. I would imagine in those other communities, you have to get in front of the politicians, the city leaders first. Yes. Not only win the hearts and minds of the community, but really get the ear of those city leaders. Exactly. And how do you do that? Do you do it in person, meetings, PR blitz? In person. Okay. We try to sit down with each person who's going to be voting on that, you know, planning commission vote in person, in their office. First of all, shake hands and meet them and then explain who we are, what we want to build and how it will benefit the community. We did that in our Greenville, South Carolina project meeting in person. And lo and behold, we got a unanimous vote in favor of our project. It was a huge win. The mirror image of what happened in Donnelly 
in Greenville, they said, yes, please. We've got a housing affordability problem. That land that you have tied up is perfect for this product. Please come build it. Thumbs up. And we actually had a similar experience in Bozeman, where we went to meet with the head of planning, and we were a little nervous that he was going to say, no, we don't want manufactured housing here in our community. And he actually said, I grew up in a manufactured house. I actually currently live in a manufactured house. This is a great product. This is exactly what we need. And he made the process easy without those unwarranted biases against our product. What's the closest you've gotten to a suburban downtown or a city center or are a lot of these just off the beaten path? It's like, yeah, I'll approve this, but do it way over there. Or are they close to suburban houses? That's a great question. So our Bozeman project, again, it's called Cameron Crossing. You can check it out online, is really in the path of growth in Bozeman. It's five minutes from the airport, 10 or 12 minutes from downtown. And it's right next to single family subdivisions where new homes sell in the 500K to million dollar range. So we're right there. They weren't stigmatizing us and pushing us out to the fringes. The park we're building outside Dallas is a little further out. It's in Ennis, Texas. It's going to be more workforce, right? We're not building a lot of amenities in that park. We're trying to create clean, safe, affordable housing for folks who make, let's say, 14 to 18 bucks an hour. And if you have two working adults at home who make 14 to 18 bucks an hour, you can afford a really nice new three-bedroom, two-bath home in our community. You're not going to have a swimming pool. But we're going to have a dog park and a playground. It's going to be safe and affordable. And you can get families in there for $1,200 a month all in. They're going to own a home. I'm blown away right now. I'm looking at Cameron Crossing. These look like modern stick-built homes. Are you able to share your screen on Zoom? I'm curious if you're... I, I would, um, yeah, I will. A picture is worth a thousand words, and I'm glad you're checking it out right now. It blows people's minds when they see the quality of the homes we're building. There's no need to be embarrassed about living in a manufactured home. In many ways, these are better than site-built homes. They're built to federal safety standards. We've got a big quality control process in the factory. They're highly energy efficient and they're affordable. Best ever listeners, I urge you to check out Cameron Crossing. It is insane. I've literally seen homes that were stick-built look very similar to this. But this begs the question now, these are intricate homes. And I know they came here on two trucks. Can they ever realistically be moved again? Great question. So the technical answer is yes. Someone could uninstall the home from the community, put on a truck and move it. But the true answer is no one would ever do that because that home, when it comes out of the factory, might cost $100,000 to $120,000. Once we install it in a community, it's going to be worth north of $200,000 because it's located in a desirable community with amenities and has the driveway and a site-built garage. And so we've created something of value. No one's ever going to move that home. It's too valuable. And we talked about this a little bit last time. There's that 60 Minutes episode. There's all the news stories on these newbies buying mobile home parks, selling off the units, jacking up rents. People can't afford to move their mobile homes they get evicted or foreclosed on, and it's bad. The stigma out there is bad for mobile home operators. I'm a savvy commercial real estate investor. If I were to buy one of these mobile homes on your lot, 
I would want long-term lease renewals. Is that something you do? I would say, look, I want to make sure I'm protected and you can't jack up my rent 20% every year. Can I have a five-year lease with three renewals? Is that even possible? Yes. What? (laughs) You hit the nail on the head. I love the question. The answer is yes. We're offering five-year leases at Bozeman with clear CPI-linked escalations. And at the end of five years, we have the ability to reset to market and then we'll offer another five-year lease. And that is the security that a customer wants if they're going to spend $250,000 to buy a really nice manufactured home. How heated are these HOA meetings? Are they just like every other ones or are they peaceful? <laughs> so let me be clear. There is no HOA. Ah, okay. We own all the land. There's no subdivision here, right? There's 250 homes, but it's one big parcel that okay. and we own. It. Residents buy their own home. They pay us lot rent every month. And consider that a, a community fee. The $600, $700 a month is their fee to have their home sitting on our lot and to use the amenity package. Got it. That's a great way to divide a community is to start an HOA. Mm-hmm. You'll destroy communities that way. <laughs> okay, we to destroy a community. Destroy I'm sorry, communities. Yeah, Yeah, I've been on an HOA board. I hear you. Daniel, you're a third generation mobile home operator. For some of our best ever listeners that maybe aren't as experienced as you, or maybe you're just new, how can they do what you're doing and convince their community where there's a shortage of housing to build a manufactured housing park? Yeah. Number one, I really appreciate that question because I really believe in the power of dreaming. And so much is possible in America if you just try. And I think you'll probably have a lot of listeners who are listening to this and thinking, gosh, I've seen that 30-acre parcel outside my town and nothing's been developed on it. And we have a real affordable housing problem. And I wonder if I can get a new community approved. And if you're out there thinking that, go try it. The first step is find out who owns the land and try to control the land, either buy the land or tie it up with a purchase and sale agreement with a long due diligence period that gives you enough time to assess feasibility. That's step one. Step two is go talk to your local planning staff. There's someone at City Hall who works in the planning department who can tell you what's the land zoned for and would they allow you to build manufactured housing on it. And if it's zoned agriculture or industrial, you might be allowed to build manufactured housing by right meaning you can do it automatically under the zoning. Or they might tell you, no, it's not allowed, but we'd like to see manufactured housing here. We think that's a good way to solve our community's housing problem. So we can work with you and maybe give you a conditional use permit. Go take their temperature. If they say, heck no, we have that land reserved to build a shopping center under our zoning. We don't want a mobile home park there. Then don't waste your time. Drop that deal and go look for some other. Or they're delusional and they say, we want a $100 million mixed-use development here. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what you're more like. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. How important is sewer, public sewer? It is not a deal breaker. Okay. So we operate, like I said, 65 communities across the U.S. Probably 15 of those or 20 are on private well or private sewer. And private sewer could be a gravity flow septic system or it could be a full wastewater treatment plant, which we operate. So we've gotten really comfortable with operating private utilities, and we're willing to do private utilities as we're developing these new communities on raw land. Oh. We prefer city services 
it's easier, it's less headache, it's less risk. And at the end of the day, the product will be worth more because it's more institutional. But if it's a really good market, if it's a good piece of land, we'd like the deal, we're willing to do private sewer. Interesting. And that was my follow-up question is, I get it on older ones, you're stuck with what you have, but on newer developments, you're willing to install your own septics. Yeah, put it this way. I probably would not do a development where we have to do a lot of small individual septic tanks. That's inefficient and not what I'm going for. But modern technology is amazing. If you've seen any of the, what they call package plants, which is the package wastewater treatment plants, it fits in the size of a room. And it's a machine that takes dirty water in and it puts clean water out with no smell. And you invest half a million bucks or whatever it is, you put in your package plant and it's viable. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> in terms of you being a dealer, you are essentially buying from the manufacturer and able to sell or bring these homes on your lot. If I want to build my own mobile home community, do I go through you and purchase these mobile homes? Great question. And by the way, let me apologize. There's a rainstorm where I am right now. So I don't know if you're hearing the background noise. No, nope, you're good. You're pattering on the windows. So there are a few different approaches. If you want to build your own mobile home park, first of all, you can get licensed as a mobile home dealer in your state. Typically that involves doing a background check and passing an exam. So that's absolutely something you could go do. Alternatively, you can work with established dealers like my company, Three Pillar Communities, or in most towns, there'll be a local Clayton home store or a mom and pop local dealership and ask them, you be willing to spec your own capital, put spec homes into my park. I'll give you free lot rent for X number of months and you bring in the inventory and you sell it and you keep all the profits. And we've done that successfully at a new park that we built outside Austin, Texas. Dealers were on it like flies on honey, all over this opportunity to sell more homes in a new community we were building. So that can be really viable. The last question that I have is, as we set out to build this new manufactured housing community, I understand I build the initial roads. How do you get the county to take that over? Or is it always going to be a private road? That depends. It's deal specific. In most of our parks, we own the, the underground infrastructure and we own the roads. And our biggest ongoing capital expense is asphalt. I spent a million and a half dollars in the past 12 months repaving parks that we own. Yeah. Is there a trick to getting the county or the city to take over maintenance on the road? If there is, I don't know it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Legally, you can deed the roads to the city if, if they want to take them, and it becomes public right away, and then they have to maintain them. We have not had a lot of success convincing cities to take over maintenance of our roads. Yeah, Daniel, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Just do a deal. I love That's it. That's what I always tell people. If you're thinking about investing in a certain asset class, or you've saved up money, Listening to podcasts like this is awesome. Doing your research on biggerpockets.com is awesome. But eventually, you got to just go do a deal. That's how you learn. So I would encourage everyone, take a risk. Do a deal. Daniel, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Threepillarcommunities.com. Check us out. You see a lot of information there about what we do, manufactured housing. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at info at threepillarcommunities.com. And I'm assuming you have a link to Cameron Crossing on your website. I think so. I think it's right on there. Or check okay. out Cameron-Crossing.com. Awesome. Cameron, again, thank you for coming back for a second time, just giving us golden nuggets of advice and 
debunking a lot of myths that up until we spoke with you were gospel to me. So again, thank you so much for all of your time and advice. Thank you for having me and thank you for what you do. You're an incredible educational resource. I, I really respect what you're doing and thanks for having me on the show. Very well appreciated. Best ever listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also, follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day. Hi, best ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so... Join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.